and welcome to another episode of the Burt's Books podcast. It is a very rainy day here in Swindon. And cold. It's cold as well. Uh, Michael's with me. Hello. That's who is heckling in the background. Hello. Uh, this hopefully is going to go out on a day, next on Sunday, when uh, it's not cold and rainy and everybody's having a lovely time. We can hope, but November is here now, so... This is true. Uh, happy November, everybody. Yay. I did forget last week to put the episode out on mon- on Sunday. Well done. So it didn't go out until Monday. Very good. Uh, the plan is that this one yep. will go out on Sunday. Excellent. In reality, who knows? Well, it's just the luck of the draw. <laughs> it is. How have you been? What have you been up to? Anything interesting? Um, what have I been up to? Carved pumpkins over the weekend. It's all very nice. Why? It was Halloween. Oh, of course. Yeah, so that was very nice. Um, other than that, no, nothing much particularly, I don't think. I feel there was something I was going to say, but maybe not. Maybe not. No, you? We had a Halloween party. Oh, yes, you did. How did that go? It was a lot of fun. Good. I'll be honest, I'm glad it's over. I'm yes. glad it's done. Yes. Uh, it was a lot of work. Uh-huh. And the, the worst thing about... I mean... If you've hosted a party, mm. you know that there's always that anxiety of are people going to turn up? Oh, yeah. Are they going to have fun? Yeah. When you host a party in a bookshop for a business, you get the added anxiety of are they going to turn up? Are they going to have fun? Yeah. And if they don't, are they going to ask for their money back? Yes. Are they yes. going to review us on Google and say it's awful? That's uh, true. But yeah, they didn't. I, Nobody did that. Oh, that's very good. I hate hosting things, which is weird given I've run a quiz on Zoom for the last three years and hosted that. But I, yeah, That doesn't count. You don't have to tidy up. That's true. Um, yes, no, I hate hosting things. It is that anxiety. But I'm glad it went very well. Yes, it did. And you, people bought things and had a good time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Good. People people definitely bought things. Good. Several people said they had a good time. That's all right. Um, I think we'll only find out if I invite them back. Yeah, that's See what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm probably not going to do anything more this year. Maybe, maybe, maybe one for Valentine's Day. If you like. Do a book singles dating thing, maybe. Oh I don't know how well that'll go. The Cupid of Swindon. Well, the something of Swindon. Yes, I did not say anything. Have else. you read any books? Got a couple I can do for you today. Brilliant. Uh, I've read several. Do you know what you're going to talk no. about? No, <laughs> good. That's I'd, I'd completely forgotten to check. So uh, I think A, you should go first. Okay. And whilst you're doing that, I will check to see what I might be talking about. Open the spreadsheet and point randomly. See what yeah, happens. See what comes up. I've got a list. I've got good. a fair list of things we haven't talked about good. yet. Um, find out. What that might be on the other side of this music. Okay, I've worked out what mine is, but you go first, please, Michael. I will go first. First up, I'm going to talk about Ethel and Ernest by Raymond Briggs. They're not your neighbours, are they? No, they're not. No, no, no. Um, This is a graphic novel, actually, which is um, lovely. I do like a little graphic novel occasionally. So Raymond Briggs, for people who know him... Uh, is the writer and illustrator behind such things as The Snowman. Uh, Heard Fungus, of it. Fungus the Bogeyman. Heard of it. Christmas books. Heard of him. Um, what else do you do? Uh, when the Wind Blows. Like, lots of really, really amazing stuff. And Ethel and Ernest is basically his graphic novel that is the true story of his parents. Aww. And how they lived and, it's not a spoiler really to say, died. Oh dear. It, it is... It's, it's a happy ending, then. No, it's not a happy ending. It is, but it is absolutely charming in his complete, his regular, familiar style that we all know and love. And it is the, his parents meeting and growing up, and you know becoming a parent to him, and then just 
what happens to them in the end, um, which is quite sad, but still so movingly done and lovely. Well, what does happen? Um, so basically, they 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 meet. I'll start from the beginning. So they meet. It's a very good place to start. Well, you know, they meet when they're young. He he's she's a lady's maid in a house, and he keeps cycling past the house, and every day he waves and she waves, and then at the weekend he eventually comes into the flat house and says, "Do you want to see one of the pictures?" Um, it's all very sweet, as in the, I think about the 1920s they meet. Um, may even have a year in here, but I can't remember. Uh, 1928, uh, yes, so, and then it's basically them getting married, buying their house, and whatnot, and it's all just very lovely. They're a couple who are clearly very, very, very much in love. And Roman Briggs himself says, nothing in this is embroidered or invented, this is just the reality of two decent people. They're not you know, massively famous or successful or anything. He's a milkman, she's a housewife. And it then just follows the next 50 years of them living through what Britain lived through, really, and just all the changes that came through to society and technology and whatnot. And then towards the end, um, his mother, Ethel, um, contracts Alzheimer's and very just wastes away. And within a year, um, Ernest, his father, dies as well. Is there a through line? Is there an ongoing plot? Or is it just life? It's just life. It is just life. It is just things that happen to them. So the first few bits are them seeing their house that they're going to buy and being very excited about, um, oh, it's actually got an indoor bathroom. And things like that, you know, and just like, oh, we, we could get we could get a, um, a wireless, you know, things like that. It's all very lovely, but these things are extravagant to them. So does it end in the 70s? Yeah, it ends in the 70s. When, when it, things like that are common. Yeah, you're very common. But like, there's a lot of scenes in it as it's going through with um, Ernest reading the newspaper and just going, God, look at this headline. Look, this, this television's coming on. It's going to be on for an hour and a half every evening. My God, what are we going to do with that? And Ethel, who is very... Ethel is very... Um, oh, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't like change particularly very much, you know. It's... Um, and it's just like, oh yes, well, you know, it'll be good for the, um, for the good people, but um, for, for the posh people, but it's not for the likes of us. Okay. And then obviously as time goes on, it just becomes natural that you have things like this in society. Um, so it's all very lovely. But like TikTok. Like TikTok. But they not for people they like us. It's not for people like us. They didn't live to see TikTok. But, um, it's a shame. Uh, maybe. I mean, that's probably the greatest disappointment of their lives. Yeah, but there's quite a lot in it. It's about the war, obviously. That was obviously a very big thing for them but there's some interesting moments in that as well so there's one where Ernest is reading the newspaper and just says this bloke Adolf Hitler it says they're publishing his book over here Mein Kampf it's called all the profits are going to the Red Cross and uh, Ethel goes oh that's nice of him you know it's like <laughs> so it's, it's very they wow. don't really understand what's happening in the world a lot of it and there's one bit in the 60s where uh, Ernest reading the paper and going oh they say that they're going to legalise homosexuality Ethel's going, what's that? Oh. And they're going, oh, it's like, well, it's like, instead of, it's like two blokes with a man and a woman, and he can't really explain it. And she goes, I don't know what you mean, I don't think you do either, do you? And it's just like, they, they're not against it, they just don't understand and it. it. <laughs> and live in this little, live in their small little life. And it's just a very, very sweet thing. Raymond Briggs, obviously himself, is a character in it as well, and it's about his wife, um, who died very young, she had schizophrenia, so there's a lot of that's covered in it as well. And it's basically just how his parents grew up and how the century grew up with them. That's quite a, quite a book. Quite a book for a little for a little thing. It's very very sweet, um, and like his, the mum is constantly trying to give Raymond Brooks a comb because his hair's never. And presumably right. Raymond Brooks has done all the illustrations. He's done all the illustrations, written it all, and it's all just done very very sweetly. What made you pick this book up? 
Um, I actually borrowed it off my girlfriend, is why I picked that up, but I was looking at it at her house because, um, but I only looked at it because recently I re-listened to the Desert Island Discs of Roman Briggs. Well, because he died He this died year. this year, yeah, and he, but he did, he did Desert Island Discs several years ago, um, might even have been the 90s, but, um, and yes, they, re- they re-released his episode, um, which was oh. very sweet, and I just thought, oh, actually, it'd be quite nice to look at this. So yeah, it's just a nice, something a bit different to do. Yeah. I recommend. Would you recommend? I do, yeah, yeah. It's very sweet. Um, you've got quite an old edition here. I do. Like I said, borrowed off my girlfriend, but this one, it, it came out in the 90s, so it, it is just a well-loved edition, this one. Can, but it's still in print? Still we in can print. get it? Yeah, yeah, still in print. So, we can find it on burtsbooks.co.uk. Yes, we'll add it to the website. Brilliant. Uh, Ethel and Ernest, a yes. true story by, by Raymond Briggs. Briggs. Oh, I shall have a little look at that, I think. I do, it's lovely. I Go on. have chosen, I've just looked at the spreadsheet. Lovely. And the first one I'm going to talk about is The Anomaly by, I want to say Hervé Letellier. If you like. I'm intrigued by this book. It's Frenchman. Yes. And uh, it's, it's, it's translated from the French. Okay. Um, and we read this as part of the Burt's Books Book Club. Yes. Which you don't come to. No. No. I think you should. I see enough of you. This is true. Uh, <laughs> God, don't you just. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the blurb, do you want to hear that? Go on, yes. No one knows how it happened, but it'll change their lives forever. During a terrifying storm, Air France Flight 006 inexplicably duplicates. For every passenger, there are now two, a double with the same mind, body and memories. Only one thing sets them apart. Whilst one plane lands in March, the other doesn't arrive until June. Mm. Nothing can explain this unprecedented event, but for each duplicated passenger, an impossible moment of reckoning awaits. If there are two of you, and just one life, who gets to live it? I love this idea so much. Yeah, so did I. So okay. I picked this as... Uh, well, I, what I do with the book club is we pick two books, yep. and I let the book club vote yep. on which one it is that we read. And they picked The Anomaly over something else, I can't remember which one. It might have been Convenience Store Woman was the other choice. And they picked The Anomaly, because I think they, like you and like me, went, oh, that sounds really interesting. I want to have a look at that. And I was a bit disappointed. Okay. Uh, And I think a few other people in the book club were a bit disappointed as well. Uh, not because it's not a good book. It's a, it's a very good book. Yeah, yeah. It's very well written. But it doesn't quite live up to what the blurb um, promises. Okay. So, whilst I was expecting a book that maybe looked at the, the sort of possible... Uh, A, maybe the reasons for it happening. Maybe it was going to be like a Dan Brown type okay, thriller. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, know, didn't know whether it was going to be sort of a, a fairly small book quite introverted looking at literally two people who are the same person and and exploring that I was expecting something along one of those two lines and what we got was quite philosophical in 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 the end so the first I would say maybe 150 pages of the book it introduces you to a character okay and it gives you a little bit about their lives and then it ends with somebody knocking on their door uh, somebody from the government. Right. Basically, what we've got here is the March version okay. of somebody, and they're being told that June has landed. 
Okay, nice. Uh, so uh, people are, and then people are known as. Uh, if you were on the plane, you'd be Michael March, and there'd be Michael Clune as well. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Uh, by the end, that sort of people have middle names that are March or Clune. Nice. Okay. Uh, so it's it's it, you get to know these characters, and what's really interesting is you get so there's a man who is uh, dying of cancer. Okay. Now, when he landed, he was fine in air quotes. Obviously, the cancer was yeah. there. But he went for a test, discovered he had cancer, and then uh, was um, treated in a specific way. It didn't work, and by the time June has landed, this man is not quite dead, but okay. terminal. He's on his deathbed, it's, it's in the hospital, it's, it's, it's the end. Okay. And what you're expecting is you're learning about this. You get the cliffhanger of a man appears... What would happen, I say would happen then, is that he's on his deathbed, June turns up and goes, oh, I must have the cancer as well, let's treat it differently and I'll fill in where I left off. Well, yeah, and I was sort of thinking, okay, and how do the family react to this? Yeah. You know, you, they're going through the grief of their father dying or their husband dying and then he's back, but is it, is it him? Because they're right. still watching, but like, there's a lot to mine there. Yeah. But you don't really see any of that. Okay. You don't really have... You get a little bit later on about what happened to him, but yeah. you don't sort of delve deeply into it. There's another uh, couple, there's a couple that they split up after they land the first time. Okay. And I think I vaguely remember her having an abortion. And then, so there's the question of, oh, as you're reading that, you go, oh, okay, well... When the new couple lands, they they're going to be warned that you you might yeah. you might break up and this is and fix things maybe, yeah, yeah. and then there's a man who actually I'll come back to him. There's a there's a rapper okay. in in um, I think he's from somewhere in Africa, and he is uh, gay but right. not out. Okay, and I when I was reading about him, I thought well this is interesting because. What's is is what's going to happen is the guy who landed in March is something going to happen where by the time the guy, other guy lands in June he's come out, yeah. and so you then get this guy who's not ready to come out, but but when he lands in June, but basically having been outed yeah. by his own self when okay. he's not ready, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah, stuff yeah. to explore yeah. there, um, but none of that it really gets delved into. It's more about the philosophy of it. So, okay. literally, there's a big uh, sort of section on well, what would government do in this situation? Yeah. Uh, what would religion? How does religion treat it? Is it proof of God or is it? Yeah. Is it something to be feared? Because uh, well, then you got the issue of the soul. You know, got that stuff. Yeah. There's two people. So yes. How does community society at large yeah. react? And there's a really interesting bit towards the end of the book where two girls who get replicated go on to an American talk show. Okay. And they put themselves in the public eye. And many have chosen not to. Yeah. No, so the course. guy who is a rapper, he basically ends up rapping with himself cool. as a little double act. And they... Um, but they pretend he's a long-lost brother. Uh, okay. So, because um, apparently that happens in the little sort of poverty-stricken town he's right. from, yeah, yeah. like, people give away, you know, twins, yeah. etc. Because uh, so, they can't afford to raise two children. And so there was that sort of... That was his sort of explanation. So some of them chose to live it, some of them chose to hide it. Right. 
But, well, I mean, even that, there's a, there's a thing where, there's always a question, and I think if you read The Time Traveller's Wife, it kind of gets brought up in that, mm. of if you met yourself and were gay, would you be attracted to yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were to sleep with yourself, yes. is it incest? <laughs> uh, you know, there's... It's not incest. It's a very advanced form of masturbation. Exactly. <laughs> but there's... there's and, and there's just a throwaway line in this book yeah. where the guy says, well, I didn't fancy myself, so it's okay. Okay. And then it just moves on. And I'm like, but that's... I mean, each one of these things yeah. is a whole book that could be explored. I think that my issue with, with the sounds of it is that a plane full of people is looking at a couple hundred people, mm. and you can't. It's not a particularly big book either, is it? And no. It's the, you kind of go. There's so much to explore here, and from what you're saying, it kind of feels like it's been wasted a bit. Well, no, I don't know if it's been wasted, but it definitely looks at it from a macro point of view rather than yes. a micro point of view. So, looking at government, looking at um, God and philosophy. Fair yeah, yeah. And I think if you were to then go through all the people and go right, let's have all. The oh, of course, yeah. It's just be but the then because but because of that. Because it's chosen to do this macro thing, yeah. where it then falls down is how many of the people on the plane you actually get a focus on. Right. Because it introduces you to somebody, and then introduces you to somebody else, and then somebody else, and then somebody else. Yeah. And by the point you were like, okay, we're now going to get on with the action of it. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, there's another new character. Yeah. There's lots of sort of focus characters mm-hmm. early on, and it's hard to keep track. What... The one character that was sort of the most interesting, and again, this is another one there, well, how does this work? Right, yeah, yeah. But this guy, he, he was an author. He landed. He, in, and in the three months between him landing and another version of him landing, mm-hmm. he writes a book. Okay. And it goes massive. They rush it out just after his death. Wow, okay. Um, and it, it's, it's absolutely insane what happens. And... But he kills himself. Okay. And so then the other version of him lands, and he's like, well, I don't recognise this book. It, oh, wasn't, wow. it wasn't written yeah, by yeah. me. It was written by somebody else. So then there's a whole question around, are you responsible for the actions of yourself if the, if the other self wasn't yeah. you? Like, cool. so, but that made me think, well, what if the other self had committed murder? Yeah. Would the one that landed and then killed himself, yeah, yeah, would yeah. the one that landed have been responsible? Question mark. Yeah, what do the police do in that scenario? Yeah. Don't know. There's another chapter or another section which looks at, uh, like I say, the more macro side of things. And they are talking about a... Um, they, they go back to 9-11, which I think this bit's based on a true story. Okay. They, there was a, all sorts of procedures in place yeah. of if you get a call from a plane that you don't know if it goes off course or what have you this is what you do and the what you do was ring the person above you in the chain of command yeah and the guy who is who gets the first notification of one of these 911 planes i don't know if it was one that crashed into the towers or if it was one right. another one but he was on like day one of the job, oh, maybe wow. day two, yeah. he rings the number he's supposed to ring and they're not there. Okay. And so then he doesn't know what to yeah, do yeah, yeah. because he's done everything he's supposed to do, but the, the, the action isn't there. Yeah. So after this, and this is then in the book world, I don't know if this happened in real life, no. what they did was they got a little team of scientists that said, basically, 
come up with every conceivable scenario right and write an action plan for it okay so um if the plane doesn't land or if you know if the plane lands and they they call through and the pilot's dead this is what you do okay if the pilot's dying this is what you do if the plane doesn't have my mothra this is what you do yeah and literally everything right and they finish this plan boom 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 and they 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 describe it as well think of a think of a coin um hitting you know flipping it in the air what we've done is we've said this is what you do and the scientists are quite smug with themselves at this yeah. point if it lands on heads this is what you do okay. if it lands on tails this is what you do and in the very unlikely event uh that it lands on its side this is what you do so they're very smug with themselves because they've done this whole thing and then somebody says to them what do we do if it doesn't land oh i like that and they just look at him and go what do yeah. you mean uh. And what if it doesn't land? Yeah. You haven't got a scenario for that. Yeah. Well, that can't possibly happen. But what if it does? So they then come up with this protocol 47 or something like that, it's called. And these scientists have said, basically, what you need to do, in, if it's protocol 47, is get these people all together in a room yeah. as quickly as possible. So they all need to have a phone with them that is always on, yeah. uh, always charged, and they need to be paid £1,000 a month yeah. to be on. So they're basically on call. So these scientists are like, wait, we're rinsing this because yeah, they yeah, put themselves course. on the list and yeah, they're getting yeah. $1,000 or £1,000 a month yeah. and then they get the phone call. Uh, and it's like, well, hang on. That was, that, was a, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they get the phone call. So there's, there's that whole sort of procedural like element yes. to it of yeah, what yeah. happened. So that was really interesting. It was all really interesting. Yeah. I think if I hadn't read the blurb, I'd have loved the book. Yes. But it wasn't what I wanted. No. It wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting a little adventure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, the sort of... The Sophie's Choice scenarios. Yeah, yeah. And just didn't, didn't get that. That's a shame. Yeah. But, I think... None of that's interesting. Room for a sequel? Still, yeah, definitely. I might still give it a go. I, I think you should. Um, the overall, sort of, verdict of the book club was... It was good. Yeah. Um, few people were not as keen mm-hmm. because it does get quite convoluted in terms of the philosophical side of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because obviously, here's another one very quickly because I've rambled on about this for nearly 15 minutes. Uh-huh. But it, if think of it like a photocopier. Yeah. Which one's the original copy? Yeah. Is it the one that lands first or is it the second one? Yeah. Because in a photocopier, it's the copy that comes out first. Yeah. So, so, what are they the original ones or are the later ones? So the, 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 those sort of yeah. questions get raised. Uh, yeah, really interesting. Very philosophical. Yes. Interesting. It's available to purchase at birdsbooks.co.uk. Nowhere stuff. else. Nowhere no, else has got no, it. That's no, cool. there are no other bookshops. Good to know. No, Amazon.co.uk. You heard of them? No. No. Neither have I. Don't exist. Fine. No wonder we're so busy. Yeah. What else have you been reading? Uh, the next one is a um, crime thriller thing called The Colours of Death by Patricia Marquez, Ooh. which I picked out because I went to university with Patricia Marquez, so I just thought I'd better see Ooh. what she's up to. Ooh, there's a name drop. I, I might have a sound effect for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the ooh was the sound effect. Um, so, yes, The Colours of Death. Uh, this is the blurb. Uh, the murder. In the Garde Orient, a body sits slumped in a stationary train. A high-profile man appears to have died by throwing himself repeatedly against the glass, but according to witnesses, he may not have done this of his own accord. The city. A small percentage of Lisbon's population are diagnosed as gifted. Along with the power comes stigma and suspicion. The detective. 
In a prejudiced city, gifted inspector Isabel Reyes is hiding her own secrets while putting her life on the line to stop an ingenious killer. A killer who has only just begun. Mm-hmm. Yee. So, this is possibly the first book I've ever read set in Portugal, which feels nice. We should, uh, we should, have, we should have got Port Pedro to talk about this one. That's true, we should have done, yes. Um, but I did tell him I was reading it, so hopefully he'll get on with it as well. But um, So yes, this is... Uh, oh, he's got a map at the beginning. He's got a map Sorry, I'm interrupting. Yeah, I love no, that's fine. Map. He's got a little map at the beginning of um, Lisbon. So yes, it's set in Lisbon, and this is an alternative world, really, where a small percentage of the world population are gifted. And that means they could be, you can have two different gifts. You can be telepathic, or you can be telekinetic. Okay. And you can have a low-level version of it, or you can have a very high, extreme dangerous level of it. Now, just for the people listening, because yes. obviously I know yes. what they both mean, telepathic is when I can read your mind. Yes. And telekinetic is... Telekinetic is when you can move things without touching them, basically. I need Matilda that. in... The... Matilda. <laughs> I can <laughs> move things without touching them. Can you? Yeah. I say to you, Michael, can yes. you move that? And no, you, you do. You do do that a lot. Um, this is moving things without anyone touching them. So, um, Inspe- um, Isabel Reyes is a telepathic one, she's, I think she's level 5, she's not up to level 10, but basically anyone, there's, there's now all, there's, basically there's also situations in place where people are um, registered and tested and whatever and blah to see what level they are, so I think she's level 5, so she can read minds if she touches someone, she can read what you're thinking, um, but there's a lot of suspicion around the gifted after a recent history event where a girl went um, supersonic really at a, like a shopping mall and killed all the people because her she lost control of her telekinetic powers. Oh wow! And so now people are just like, oh, I don't actually trust this lot. And also the telepaths aren't trusted because they think everyone can read what their mind and what they're doing. So a, a new law has just come into Portugal as well that all gifted police officers have to have a regular um, partner as well. Gotcha. And you're not allowed to touch people without permission. I mean you know, that's it, true it, anyway. Uh, definitely, yeah. But there's a lot of consent about you know. The police officer's going, do you mind if I look at your mind? Do you tell me no? And if they say no, you can't do anything about it. Um, so, yeah, it opens with this murder having taken place on um, on the train, which is quite terrifying because th- this man is witnessed having... <laughs> what that comes from? I don't know. Um, <laughs> a man is witnessed as having got himself um, up, like just leaps out of a seat and smashes his own face against the, in, against the glass. And there are no known telekinetics powerful enough to move a human body, Ooh. but it's quite clear he didn't do this of his own accord. He didn't kill himself. Um, so then, Inspector Reyes and her partner then are going through to all these high-level um, areas of the gifted society and trying to find out what's actually happened. Um, it's very tense and thrillery. There's also a subplot as well about her dealing with her family. There's a very tense relationship with her family. Her Obviously, fa- her father completely accepted her a gift, um, but then died very young and her mother has no interest in the wanting to have anything to do it does not trust her does not want her to have this seems fair yeah um so she has a very tense relationship with her mother and her sister um gets on with her brother which is all very nice so that's a, a subplot to it as well but the rest is just like a police procedural basically of like here's some characters and who's doing this it uh how does it work so could if I was telekinetic and you were telekinetic, could we combine our telekinetic 
power and throw that man against the window. Um, it never explained particularly whether you could do that or not. I don't think so. Like if I lifted an arm, you lifted an arm. Yeah, I, I don't think you can because I think there seems to that what has happened with this man seems so out of place to everybody. They don't. They can't. They, they've never seen this before. They've done what this is. But there does seem to be a thing that like anyone who takes the test to see how powerful their thing is and if they're scored, they know how powerful their gift is. Um, they. <laughs> Uh, if anyone basically who scores eight or higher, sort of disappears. Quite right. So you never see them. Make, so like something. And is that explained? No. So Ooh. it's sort of suggested that something shady is happening. Um, there's also a thing with Isabel, um, the main character, that she is taking pills to suppress hers because it gives a lot of headaches and it's just a crowded place. Even if you're not seeing people, it still bleeds through a bit. And she's taking. Because she's these, telepathic. She's telepathic, yeah, and she's now taking these pills. Um, which it turns out she probably shouldn't be taking. Okay. So there's all that thing about that. Because there's an episode of Buffy about this. Of course there is. uh, Where Buffy basically gains uh, the sort of telepathic powers and it it starts out fun but then completely overwhelms her. Yes, and there's a lot of that in this as well. I think she's um, Isabel is starting to lose control rather of her ability. but there doesn't seem to be any way to get rid of it. It is just what it is. And it doesn't seem... You know, it, it's never really explained why people have it, why other people don't. There's no one else in her family is gifted. Um, but it's all very interesting. And the other thing as well is... That, so the regular partner that she's given as well, she when she meets him, she's like, your name is familiar, I don't know why. And he's just a, oh, okay. And he doesn't, he doesn't elaborate. So when she looks him up, she goes, oh, that's why. He was a police officer working somewhere else with a gifted partner and he turned his gifted partner in for something that he did Ooh. so she doesn't trust him no quite right and I don't trust him actually either the partner um, but yeah so it's a really interesting sort of like your general crime thriller thing but with this slightly supernatural twist did uh, Patricia did she, was she writing this whilst you were at uni with her I mean it was 13 years ago so, but not to my knowledge. I, I don't recall her... Because you, you did a creative writing course. I did, yes. We did creative writing to read together. Um, so I don't remember her writing anything like this while we were there. Um, I definitely read some of her stuff. And she was a good writer then and is a good writer now. And has she written anything else? Uh, this this her... was her debut novel, but there is a sequel to it out as well. Oh, right so now. same world? Same world, yep. Yeah, so the, the, which is following on, which I probably will read as well. Do you think that will delve more into like the disappearance of the, the shady... I'm hoping so. Or... Looking, looking at the... Synopsis for the second one seems to be about the serial killer targeting gifted people. Okay. So I think we're going to go more into that and, and learn more about. And when it. did they come out? Are uh, they, are these the sequel, sequel was this year, I believe. This one was twenty twenty one. So not just a sequel, possibly a series. Uh, yes, it looks like they're going to be a series. Interesting. Yes. That is the Colours of Death yes. by Patricia Marquez. Yes, and like I say, it's set in Portugal as well, which is very nice. There's a bit. Of that, yeah, we don't get a lot of fiction set in. Portugal. Oh, well, I presume Portuguese do, but we well, don't. probably. I, I don't think I've read anything in Portugal, which is it's a nice. Change. I mean, we get. I, I read a lot that's based in Iceland, in yes. sort of the the, the Netherlands yeah, and yeah. Uh, Canada. Yes. Uh, but I don't. And America and Australia, a bit yeah. of Australia. Actually, Australian fiction is really good. Yeah, it is. But Japanese I don't. I, yeah, we we did a whole yeah, yeah. bit on Japanese yeah. fiction last week, uh, but I don't think I've ever really read much in in Europe. No, I've I read a bit of French. I've read a bit of German. Obviously, I read the French one. Yes. But that's very international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based in yeah, America. Of yeah. Um, yes, no. I did once read a book set in Chad. And did Chad mind that? I don't think he was up. I think he was okay. Okay, good, good. 
Anyway, yes, Colours of Death, Patricia Marquez, go get it, Birth Books for UK. That was the wrong sound effect. I like it, leave it in. Okay. Uh, so, I yes. have read another book. Go on. Uh, and so, I'm deciding what I'm going to do with the podcast is uh, I'm going to talk about one that I read a while back. Okay. And then I'm going to talk about the most recent one I've read as well. Lovely. So, the most recent one I have read is called The Guest House. And the author actually came into the shop oh, uh, yes. and, and gave us this copy a while back. Lovely. And I thought, I'm going to read it because it's out in paperback in November. Okay. So it might be a good one for the subscriptions. Yes. And I am glad I read, did read it. It's called The Guest House. It's by Robin Morgan Bentley. Lovely. Here is the blurb. With a few weeks... To, oh, I've missed, I've missed the first line, which well is done. fairly important. Yeah. Jamie and Victoria are expecting their first baby. Lovely. With a few weeks to go, they head off for a final weekend break in a remote part of the North Pennines. The small and peaceful guest house is the ideal location to unwind together before becoming parents. Upon arrival, they are greeted by Barry and Fiona, the older couple who run the guest house. They cook them dinner and show them to their room before retreating to the bed themselves. The next morning... Jamie and Victoria wake to find the house deserted. Barry and Fiona are nowhere to be seen. All the doors are locked. Both their mobile phones and car keys have disappeared. Even though it's a few weeks early, Victoria knows the contractions are starting. The baby is coming, and there's no way out. Creepy house, creepy house, I love a creepy house. Okay, good. Uh, so... This is, I mean, it's another concept. It's like, oh, okay, this is yeah. good. And this is very much the sort of domestic noir, psychological uh-huh. thriller kind of thing. Um, but as you go into it, the concept is explored a bit more. So very early on, what you know is this. Jamie wakes up. Mm-hmm. Victoria's giving birth. He tries to get out. He tries to find help. He can't find his phone. He can't get out of the house. So much so what's in the blood. Yeah. And then we get things from Victoria's point of view. Uh-huh. And then we get things from Jamie's point of view a month later. Oh. And then we get things from Victoria's point of view a month later. And it dips back and forth between the day, the, sorry, the night at the guest house yeah, yeah, yeah. and then what happened a month later. Okay. So what we've got... They're still stuck in the guest house. Not still stuck in the, in the, in the guest okay. house. They're back in London. Right. In the guest house, Victoria's giving birth. Back in London a month later, they are living separately and are grieving for their son. Oh, oh no. Danny. And there's a letter telling them that if they... There's a postcard picture of the lake that they stayed near and saying, if you tell anyone what happened, you will be under this lake too. Oh, my, oh no. What? So... Barry and Fiona back at the guest house. They reappear. And what we... What, it's very clear, and I'm going to tell this bit because it's kind of obvious okay. that this is what's happened. They have kept the baby for themselves. So the baby isn't dead. Oh, yeah, right, OK. But Jamie and Victoria are back in London a month later without the baby. Uh, you don't find that out straight away, but it, it's, yeah. it's sort of hinting at it, okay, that right. baby Danny is probably not dead. There's something else going on. Yeah. It's one of those things where if the baby had died, you'd be like, there's not really a plot here. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yes. why are they so invested? You know, uh, what happened? So then there's the, if, if the body in the lake isn't baby Danny, whose is it? And then who's written the letter? And then who's written the letter? Oh. 
and the relationship between Danny and Victoria because uh, uh, sorry uh, Jamie and Victoria yeah. because they can't um, they can't reveal to anyone what's really happened okay. so they're struggling and and they talk about how Jamie's struggling so um, he struggles at the weekend uh-huh. because in the week he's at work and he can just about hold it all together and then at the weekend whilst Victoria's been struggling all week she has this sudden urge right let's go out let's go see people let's do stuff yeah, yeah. and they they talk about how they're responding in different ways at different times and it's this really horrible situation mm. and there's this question of Victoria has maybe given up yeah. whereas Jamie thinks we can do something we can yeah, yeah. we can get our baby back yeah. and it then follows that so you get a bit of a what's going on at the guest house intermixed yeah. with what happens afterwards and the relationship between Jamie and Victoria and how that's breaking down okay. and stuff and it was really good yeah yeah I I atmospheric uh yeah I tense ten, tense good. tense good. is the word yes because you just don't know what's happening yeah and even when you think you know what's happening you are not entirely certain um because Whilst they think they've left Danny behind, mm. is Danny safe? Yes. So yeah, even yeah. though you suspect, even though early on you suspect Danny is alive, actually what you can only really suspect is Danny was alive when they left. Yeah. Maybe something else has happened. What are the motives of Barry and Fiona, if indeed it was Barry and Fiona? Yeah. Um, what is, what's going on here? Uh, and and the overriding thing of because this is the sort of book where I mean it's always this thing how do they get him back because yes. that's always the goal and yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. going to be the happy ending is how do they get their son back um, but and books like this don't necessarily always have a happy ending so no uh, they always have an ending uh, and true. I, and I I think apart it's, from the never ending story apart from the never ending story I think it's it's not one of those books where you think it's not going to have a happy ending. Okay. It, the baby is going to end up in the right place. The bad guys are going to get punished. Okay. But the question remains, where is the right place for the baby? And who oh, are the bad guys? Very interesting. So that's, that's the big sort of okay, narrative yeah, yeah. push here. Uh, what was really interesting as well is Jamie has cerebral palsy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I'd not really read a character no, I don't with, with cerebral palsy no. before. And it talks, there's a bit about how, and sort of the most illuminating bits of the book right. are when he's, um, when he talks about how people respond to him. Yeah. So, like, he, the, he ex- at one point accepts the delivery and he says to the, um, the driver, oh, can you help me carry it in? Because he looks largely yeah, yeah. okay doesn't look disabled no. yeah. um, but apart from the fact that he opens the door in his, in his sort of dressing gown and he's very aware that he's got one leg that's very small yeah. and, um, and then at a point later on he's in uh, a police station mm-hmm. um, and is being cavity searched all of that stuff Lovely. that goes on when you get arrested yeah. and maybe not actually cavity searched no, but certainly no, he, he's stripped down and, yeah, yeah, and searched yeah. And uh, he talks about, oh, can I have the, can you give me a chair so I can put my shoes on? Yeah. And they look at him like, 
princess. Yeah. Um, and it's because he's... So there's, there's those elements of difference yeah. in this book, which are I, I didn't... You know, I've not seen a character like that before. So Jamie felt very real. Victoria felt very real as well. Okay, because right. she has her own sort of... Uh, like struggles with pregnancy. Uh-huh. They they were infertile for a long time. They they couldn't have a baby, and like you you really get to know these two people yeah. both through their sort of panic at the guest house and mm. through their grief yeah, yeah. afterwards. So I think whilst books sometimes like this are often very plot heavy, I really like the characters in this one yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, really enjoyed it. I Excellent. would recommend. Yes. And uh, I was going to say something else, but it's completely gone out of my mind. Good. I think I'm probably going to put it in the subscriptions. Yeah. So if you're, if you are a subscriber, yeah. And you are subscribed to the crime and thriller paperback subscription, you may very well be getting a copy of the Guest House swinging your way. Lovely. If you are not a subscriber but would like to be, yeah. you can visit birthbooks.co.uk, you can sign up mm-hmm. to a subscription, you can use the code WELCOME20, Lovely. and you get 20% off your first month. Oh, and that, that accounts to any subscription. So if you wanted Very to go for the Agatha Christie subscription, yes, if you wanted to go it. for the Clothbound Classic subscription, if you wanted to go for the Arenda subscription, yeah. you could use that code WELCOME20 and get 20% off. That's true. All of that, and this book, The Guest House by Robin, Robin Morgan Bentley, nice. is available at Books. .co.uk That is it. Is that it? That's it. Uh, I've talked about two books. You've talked about two books. Yeah. We have got very little else to say, except... Except? Would you like to hear what the latest top ten are? Oh, go on then. Okay, so, last week we had Colleen Hoover at number one. We had David Walliams at number two. And Richard Osman at number three. And Richard Osman at number three. Do you have any predictions for this week? I would probably actually keep all of those three in the same place, but I reckon they're being chased on the heels by Bob Mortimer's debut novel. Bob Mortimer's debut novel, which we spoke about last week, we the did, Satsuma yes. Complex. And, uh, well, I also predicted that Colleen Hoover last week, I said, would probably have a massive decline. Because yeah. I said that a lot of them were pre-orders and stuff. Now, she did 120,000 copies last week. Yeah, she did, yeah. Uh, this week, she has oh. done... Not quite. <laughs> no, less than that. No. Oh, no, she's done a lot less. But how much less? Where will she be? There is only one way to find out. And Use the top ten. Is by using the top ten market data compiled by Nielsen Bookscan. I'm supposed to say that every time I oh, use okay. this information. Yes. Um, I haven't been doing that this time around. But at number ten, it's a new entry. Yes. Beyond Supervet by Professor Noel Fitzpatrick. Off of the telly. Off the telly? Yeah, him off the telly. Oh, yeah. He has a new book out, so that is at number ten. Lovely. Then at number nine, yes. creeping up two places... Into the top ten, the Guinness Book of World Records. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. It's I beginning mean, yeah. September. It's it's you always there. No, but it's always beginning of September. It comes out. Oh, okay. And then it just it tickles around the top ten. Yes. At uh, number eight, Jamie Oliver, one of those other books that yeah. always kicks around the top ten. He's actually down two places. Okay. At number seven, yes. falling a magnificent four places. Uh, Richard Osman. Richard Osman, the bullet that missed. So he was at number three. David Walliams has fallen four places as well. Wow, okay. He's at number six with Space Boy. It Ends With Us, that's the Colleen Hoover 
paperback yes. is at number five. That's down one place. Yeah. At number four, Bob Mortimer. Satsuma oh, complex. Said he'd be fourth. You did. Wrong about you got the second and third yeah, place wrong, fine. but you yeah. said he'd be four. He's at number four. Satsuma complex. Lovely. Number three, Lee Child. Oh, new one of them. New one of them. No plan B. Okay. Uh, which he's written with Andrew Child, who I think is his brother. Yes. A lot of people coming back and telling us that it is not as good no. since he started writing with his brother. However, the sales figures seem to be um, not holding up that fact. It's Lee Child. But he's people are not himself. being put off. They, even if they don't like him, they're still buying the books. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, number two, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Ah. Diaper Overload, book 17 in the <laughs> series. Yeah, that's enough, isn't it? Well, no, I think there's going to be more. I think so, and they're perfectly good, actually. They're quite funny. And then, just mm, 1,300 units behind number one, okay. um, it was Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So at number one Colleen was Hoover, Colleen Hoover. Hoover. It starts with us. The sequel to it ends with us. Yeah. But it only, I say only, yeah. it only sold 40,000 copies this week. So wow, massive 80,000 unit drop. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. A third of what it sold last yeah. week. So that's how many pre-orders there were. Still nothing to sniff at, though. Nothing to sniff at, and it'll be interesting to see how that continues on yes. over Christmas, because actually, it ends with us. It's still going strong. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. that sold 20,000 copies. Wow. Do you think she's one of those ones who just burns fast and bright, so she'll be, like, number one for two weeks, and then she'll just be out of the top ten by next week? And I, this, is, this is interesting, because it's the first hardback from her. Oh, yes, of course it is, yes. So, I don't know, because there's 20,000 people who've just bought It Ends With Us. So, presumably, they haven't yet read It Starts With Us. Yeah. So, are they then going to go and buy It Starts With Us? Who knows? That's true. Um, so, I think we could see Colleen Hoover at the top for at least one more week. Yeah. Um, basically, books come out every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Big, big releases every two weeks. Not an awful lot comes out in November. No, that's true. November's notoriously quite quiet, but... If something big is going to come, it's going to come in November. Yeah. And the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Michelle Obama. I yes. don't know, though, that this time round, she's got quite the um, sort of profile needed. Because it's not a biography. No, it's a, I don't even really know what it is. But I, I, I don't know if it will go to number she's one. She's still relevant if she was First Lady. At the same time, she hasn't been in power for... Power in quote yeah. marks. Her husband has been in power for six years. Um, yeah, you do, you do wonder if that's still actually. Are we, are we do, worried? Do, the speed that are people interested moves on. Now. Are people interested? What has she got to say? Yeah, exactly. and that she hasn't already said in her last book. Yes. So we'll find out next week. Yes. Um, and that is pretty much. Now, that is actually everything for this week. Yes. Uh, I have got nothing more to say. Well, I've got a couple more things to say, the usual. Yeah. Is there anything you would like to say before I say the usual? I was going to say something really rude, but I won't. No, don't, because no, I'd fine. have to put in another boing yeah. sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, if you would like to get in contact, you can. Yeah. You can email bert at bertsbooks.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And actually, whilst I think of Twitter... If you haven't yet seen it, Secret Santa is back. Yes. This is the uh, bit where you pick a book, I then take that book, I wrap it up, and we send it to somebody else, yep. and you get a book that's been wrapped up and chosen by somebody else as well. Hurrah! So everybody gets a book, Hurrah! just not the book you're expecting. I've got to learn how to wrap. You have got to learn how to wrap. Uh, without sellotape. Yeah, I, I can barely do it with sellotape. This would be an interesting... But books, they're square, they're rectangular, it's easy. You've never seen my wrap. I can't you? wrap very well, but I can do a book. Yeah, fair enough. The trick 
yeah. is not too much paper. Mm. As little paper as possible. I shall use a postage stamp sized piece of paper to wrap each book. You may need a little bit more. Okay. Uh, but that is all of there. You can you got until the end of November to sign up. Cool. Um, and which means I've got until the end of November to teach you how to wrap. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, that's everything. So um, emails, TikTok, Facebook, all of that jazz. And um, please do remember to rate, review, and subscribe Hurrah. to the podcast. That way you will never miss an episode. Why would you come to I don't. I, I honestly don't understand why we're not at the top of the charts. I know. Uh, it's madness. <laughs> Say goodbye, Michael. Goodbye, Michael.